Hello, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Crazy Harry's Bar in Winnetka, a great craft beer bar offering a diverse array of beer on tap and in bottles, along with German-style bar bites, crazy-ass bartenders, and fun, friendly company. Check out their tap list and events on Facebook or on tap. Type in Crazy Harry's Bar. I am confident that you can find this on your own. Also brought to you by a head-for-profit service that maintains and installs draft beer systems all over the southeast of the U.S. You can get more information on their awesome services at www.aheadforprofits.com. And lastly, brought to you by P&M Imports, a beer and wine import and distribution company based out of Indianapolis, Indiana, currently bringing in beer and wine from Sicily and beer from Malta. To find out more, visit them at pmbeverageimports.com and pmbeverageimports on Instagram. Again, sorry, I messed that up. That was pmbeverageimports.com. I am doing the show from my new space. And by new space, I mean I've lost some weight and there's just a little more space around me, (laughs) physical space. That six-week challenge was tough, you guys, but I have so many great feelings about the challenge. I I could tell you that it sucked. I could tell you um, that it was hard. I can tell you that I didn't enjoy it, um, but the aftermath, if you will, the effect that I have now, I'm, I'm so happy I did it. I feel great. I reached my goal. I'm stronger, and I'm continuing with the program. Um, for the most part, but I will be adding alcohol to the program. It has to be done. My job depends on it, right? I can't imagine how unhappy you guys would be if I just stopped doing the craft beer thing and drinking craft beer. I mean, you and me both, very unhappy. Uh, Since the challenge didn't really allow me to drink, my podcast suffered a bit, so I'm very excited to be giving you guys some content today. I wasn't sure how I felt the last time about doing the podcast alone, But I I do have to say, a humble brag, my ratings and reviews were higher on the podcast that I did alone than they were with anybody that I had featured on the show. Um, So, and a few people reached out to me and uh, gave me a shout out, letting me know that they really enjoyed the solo podcast. So, not sure how I feel about that. Um, (laughs) It's a little, it's a little awkward. Um. I got some reviews, though, on on the last few podcasts, and uh, some criticism is good. I do want to give a shout-out to the fans who did reach out to me and let me know what you liked and what you disliked, and I will be moving forward with your suggestions. I got to tell you, though, it's a little weird. Being by myself, recording by myself, it's a little weird. Um, The cats are really the only ones that look at me that's awkward in itself um but I'm gonna I'm getting used to accepting my own voice you know what I mean like listening to ourselves talk on recordings is so gross like it's to me it's I rather not um we criticize everything we say but I'm okay with it now I'm getting I'm getting used to the sound of my own voice uh I'm not instantly wanting to turn down the radio or shut it off or delete everything and start over again until I can sound better because I don't think that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I'm getting there. We're getting there. 
Um, <clears throat> excuse me. All right. Before I get into this show, I want to give a shout out to my brother. He's uh, releasing his new short film. He released his film short film trailer over the weekend. It's Too High McFly Productions presents Swayze. The movie's called Swayze. A short film written by my brother. My little brother. Not a baby anymore. It sucks, but it's cool. Um, Agostino. Agostino Zoida. He's a stand-up comedian. He does a lot of writing, though. And Swayze was written by my brother, Kevin Lyons, and Daniel De Sangre. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Also directed by Kevin Lyons. And in a nutshell, in an effort to reclaim his manhood, one man goes on a quest to steal his favorite movie back from his ex-girlfriend. The only way to find closure is to get his Swayze moment. The trailer looks great, you guys, and I'm so happy and excited for him. I'll leave a link, of course, um, of the trailer in the body of the podcast description. Um, yeah, anyways, congratulations to my baby brother and Kevin. I can't wait to watch this. And I think, um, obviously it's a, it's a comedy. And if you guys, if any of you have seen my brother live, again, it's Agostino Zoida. He has a joke that he does on stage where he talks about having his Swayze moment. So it's really cool to see that joke turn into a short film. So, all right, you guys, uh, let's do the show. Here we go. That is Monsoon's Three Sides Band. All right. How's everybody? It's Francesca Zoida. This is my podcast, Beer Kitten Corner, where I talk about fun shit and beer. You're welcome. I've got a lot of fun beers by Laughing Dog Brewery today. Before I get into them, I do want to thank Jason Finley out in North Idaho, I believe it is for getting these over to me. You definitely picked some amazing styles that are right, I mean, directly up my alley. So guys, I have four here with me, but I have two, I will have two on the show and save some for another show. I mean, I could sit here and pound four beers all by myself, but that would be the end of my day, so. I got to keep shit together. You hear me? You know what I'm saying? I have to be an adult, I guess. Um, I did a little research on Laughing Dog Brewing, and I'm so excited to have these beers. I think this is the first beer that I've ever had out of Idaho. It's very, very exciting. Um, so yeah, I was saying I've, I've done a little research on the brewery. 
I believe they're out of Sandpoint, Idaho. And this, this is, I've got Huckleberry Cream Ale, which I'm very, very excited about. And I have a pecan porter. I'm saying, I'm gonna say pecan, pecan porter. Um, so I've got those two with me. Those are the two out of the four that I selected today. Uh, and I am going to just dive in here with the first one. That's the Huckleberry Cream Ale. And they, uh, they've been brewing since 2015. And it is what began with a dream has turned into an insatiable desire to craft beers of all flavors with a focus on quality and quality, purity, and fun. Today, Laughing Dog has brewed award-winning beers like their cream ale, the one that I have, the IPA and the Alpha Dog, to name a few, and we focus on seasonals like Dogfather, Pecan Porter, <laughs> and Oatmeal Stout. Uh, they have a release calendar on their website, which is laughingdogbrewing.com, and you can check out all of their all their beers. Their tagline is fetchingly good beer. And their motto has been and will remain the same as the day they started, which is fetchingly good beer. Uh, you can follow them on Untapped. And I believe they've won a few awards. I know the, the I'm going to say pecan. I, it's bothering me and I'm not sure how to say this. Um, it's always, it's a word I've struggled with. Uh, I know the uh, pecan porter has a, a label on it that says that it's a gold medal winner. So that's kind of cool. I'm excited to try this one. Um, let's see what else. They have a cute little golden lab looking dog. The laughing dog. I'm, I'm sure that's. That's somebody's dog. Uh, I think I saw it somewhere around here. Hang on just a moment. Yes, the laughing yellow lab that appears on all of their brews, their logo, and some other items is Ben. His loyal and relaxed attitude, appetite for quality food, and constant desire for walks to complete his healthy lifestyle has served as the perfect inspiration for their brews at Laughing Dog Brewing. His spirit continues to live on at the brewery after his passing in 2016. That's sad. Well, rest in peace, Ben, and you have the cutest laughing face on these labels. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and open the Huckleberry Cream here. Cream Ale. Let's give this one a go. So the head on that's pretty nice. It's a clear, like, liquid gold color. I like smelling it. It smells very citrusy. Now, I just had someone, uh, shout out to Mike, actually, um, who made me uh, chocolate. It, it was fudge with huckleberry in it. And I don't think I had ever had huckleberry until Mike made me that fudge. 
Um, so I'm definitely picking up the scent of the huckleberry in, in this. And I'm grateful that I now know what that smells like. So <laughs> thanks a lot, Mike, for the fudge. Um, let's taste this now. So yeah, I think I think I gave you a good description. It's the color is liquid gold. It's the cream ale pours. Um, kind of looks like it's light gold. It's not orange, but it's it's kind of like a burnt gold maybe. If if I can if I can say that. Um, all right, and so this one is weighing in at four percent. Wow. That tastes really, wow. That's really good. So I will add that the scent kind of gives you like the carbonation and the sweetness kind of smells like you're about to drink a cider, but it's not as, it's not like that at all. And the, uh, the taste is smooth. This is definitely a nice, a nice lighthearted like summer beer I wish so I do want to shed some light on on this hang on I'm, I'm still drinking I like this I wish people shed a little more light on cream ales I think a lot of people aren't aware that a cream ale is a fantastic summer beer I mean we've got Pilsners, lagers, light IPAs. Nobody really wants to have like a porter or a stout or brown ale in the summer. Um, but I feel like the cream ale, either people lie and deny the fact that they don't drink cream ales. They try and hide it like hazy beer. Some of you are denying the fact that you like hazy IPAs, but I think that you like them. If you don't, you haven't found a good one. Um, anyways, yeah, the cream ales, I think, I think it might be the name cream kind of indicates that it's heavy or or milky or there might be some lactose or or maybe something that we would find on nitro that being said the name can be deceiving a lot of people that do reach for the cream ale um, because they like the creaminess and and something like a orange bang you know they they have that expectation because it says cream ales on it but cream ales are similar to lagers, not pilsners, maybe blonde. So I think blonde is the perfect, blonde ales are, is the perfect uh, similarity that is a cream ale. And people don't really recognize that. I've seen a lot of folks confused about why they're called cream ales. Um, that being said, nobody really knows why they're called cream ales. I, um, had a cream ale on at the bar that I worked at and there was a woman who tried it and she's like this isn't creamy at all and without laughing at her it, it's something that it, it's is real out there people are confused by the name so I think I did look into it and nobody really knows what qualifies it to be an ale why not a lager I feel like it's it's kind of the bastard child of beer, if you will. Um, I think in that article I read, no, yes, I do have that. Hang on one second. I got my article from morebeer.com. Um, they somewhat simplified the term to the first step 
uh, in the development of cream ale was the American lager beer revolution in the mid-1800s until Anton Schwartz popularized adjunct brewing around that time, combining the cheapness of rice and corn with the high protein. And I think this made it the American six-row barley. Most ales brewed in the United States reflected the English style, consisting of running beers, ales served immediately after primary or secondary fermentation, IPAs, porters, and stouts. Uh, but the large German immigration of the mid-1800s introduced Americans to lagers. Wherever the Germans settled, they began brewing, drinking, and selling lager. By the late 1870s, lager beer had eclipsed ales as the beer of choice in most regions of the country. So there you have it. There's a little history for you on cream ales. Cream ales of the early 20th century were described as having the appearance of a lager beer, but fairly pronounced ale taste and character. I don't know if that helps any, but going back to my original statement, I do recommend adding some variety to your summer with a nice cream ale. Don't reach for the huge, I guess, the usual. I felt like a douche saying huge. Um, if you can get your hands on Laughing Dog, this one is perfect for a hot summer day, uh, much like the one we're having today in Los Angeles. It was like 78, 79 degrees here. I was outside. I did get sunburnt. Um, so this this would have been really refreshing in the jacuzzi today. I did I did go to the jacuzzi after the gym. Like I said, I'm keeping up with my gym schedule because I kind of got addicted to the CrossFit. But I again don't want to sound like a douche talking about CrossFit. The first rule of CrossFit is don't talk about CrossFit. That's not going to happen. Okay, guys, moving right along to my next beer from Laughing Dog Brewing. I have the Pecan Porter at 9%. And like I said, this won the gold medal at the 2017 North American Beer Awards. So let me go ahead and have a tasty. Hang on just a moment. I had to finish the rest of my beer. The first one. All right, let's go here. That smells like an Imperial. Is this an Imperial? I am not, sh it doesn't say Imperial, but it definitely smells like an Imperial. Oh God, that smells like good morning. That smells like breakfast. That's nice, hang on. All right, so this is pouring a thicker head than the Huckleberry Cream Ale did. Uh, it's a tan, thick head. This is a dark, dark brown beer. Smells great. Um, and the can says that it's a 9%. Um, the, you can definitely get, definitely get like rich, chocolate sweet coffee like if i put a lot of sweetener in my coffee but like a good 
nutty, maybe like a hazelnut, but it's not hazelnut. Oh God, that's good. That's really fucking good. I think everyone knows my, my sweet spot with the dark beers and that is that pecan flavor is it's like it's almost like candied candied pecans it's really good it's bold but it's not offensive bold um that's really good i i can see myself finishing an entire six pack and once again guys these these uh the beers that i have i don't know if i said this but they're in cans uh they're 12 ounce 12 food ounce cans and yeah I can definitely finish maybe a six pack of the pecan porter. I can definitely see why that one gold medal. You guys, if you can get your hands on this, I would do so and do so fast. It's um, it's roasty. I'm not a huge fan of roasted, too roasty beers, but it, this is, it's smooth. It's, it's just lovely. It's just lovely. That's really good. It's 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 like a dessert here, but I can definitely see myself drinking these more than more than twice, maybe. I wonder what it tastes like on draft. That would be so good. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I um, the nutty taste on that is so good. Yes, I said nut. Uh, okay, so thank you again. That is really delicious. I'm um. Sorry guys, I'm all tripping up about this. When I I, I kind of just want to, it's like a, a good, it's not strong like brand, it's not a brandy strong, but it's like a good brandy or a good whiskey. You just want to quietly sip it. I feel like I should be playing some jazz or something while I drink this beer. Maybe I will. Um, okay guys, so is it pecans or pecans? When I say it in the title of the beer, like pecan porter, I want to say pecan porter. When talking about it in the sentence, I want to say pecan. So I know that you guys can't answer me back. So I think I'm going to ask Google. How do you say pecan? How do you pronounce pecan? Let's see. She's not cooperating. How do you pronounce pecan? Here's what I found on the web. Oh, God. She's an idiot. I can't read it and pronunciate. Hang on. How do you pronounce pecan? That's pronounced pecan. Alrighty. So, survey says pecan. Do we trust Google, guys? Is this something that we're just going to agree with? You guys are probably pulling your hair out. I do think that pecan is correct. Speaking of things pronounced correctly, also going into a fun but stupid fact, I went to the Renaissance Pleasure Fair this weekend and I was looking for something to wear. I, I knew I wanted to wear a corset. I own like three or four corsets, but I went out with some, some friends who asked what I was gonna wear. And my whole life, 
you guys, my whole life, I thought they were called corsets. Mainly because I was spelling them wrong my whole life with the uh, double T-E-S at the end. So I thought it was like Corvettes, but corsets. So corsets has been a bit of a challenge for me. Like I just learned a new word. It was a bit embarrassing, but I'm glad I narrowed down the correct way of saying that word. And I was with good company. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. Uh, the Ren Fair was a lot of fun. I think uh, a lot of you saw the video I took at, at the mead tent with the girl saying naughty things to me while I chugged the mead out of the cider. Uh, they had great craft beer there. I was excited to see that. Um, Newcastle was there, but I, that's, it was just one and done. It's, I didn't drink any of it, but they had, they had a lot of good craft beer. Um, they had like an Irish nitro stout, which was pretty good. Uh, Ennegrin, I think Ennegrin made it. They didn't, I didn't see, they just had the beer titles. They didn't have the breweries. Uh, I also got to try a scotch egg for the first time, and that is a hard-boiled egg wrapped in sausage and lightly breaded and fried. I love eggs. I think that was great. Um, it was more enjoyable, though, than I thought it would be. Fair food is always fun, but never, ever healthy. It's either deep-fried this or donut burgers, um, but it's so good. What I'm trying to say is that I was a very, very naughty girl this past weekend. What else, you guys? Oh, before I forget, craft beer has taken another bar under its wing. That's right, the Dark Horse Tavern in Tarzana, California is transitioning to all local craft beer on tap. I'm very excited to hear about this. I'm very excited for them. That's a great accomplishment. Um, yeah, they used to uh, they used to be the Little Rock, I think, the Little Rock, and now it's the Dark Horse Tavern. It's a gorgeous place inside. They have karaoke, but yeah, I was very happy to see that before they they had um, they only had like taps like. Goose Island, Elysian, Newcastle, Golden Road, Stella, and it was all stuff that had gotten sold out to Big Beer. And usually the only thing that I was able to get was like bottles of Ballast Point, but then they sold out. But I did find out that they transitioned over to local craft beers. And this is a little bit of a treat. You can't usually get toplets, but I'm going to just give you a little bit of what they, the 20 taps that they have on right now. And that's a, a stout from McLeod's. Uh, they have a brown ale, I think, and Van Nuys. Uh, they have an IPA from 818 Brewing. That one's thanks to me. I'll just pat up myself on my back there for that one. Um, Boomtown, they have Oma Gang Sour, Coronado, OJ Wit, Einstock White Ale. Einstock makes some good stuff, guys. Um, Scrimshaw, Revnat Cider. They also will be having San Fernando Brewing coming soon and the RIIP -I -I Brewing that's owned um, by 
I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's going to be very exciting to go and be able to get some craft beer there. They do have um, more coming in the near future. So look out for them. Again, that is the Dark Horse Tavern in Tarzana, California. Um, so they've converted from shit beer to craft beer. And that's always very great to hear. In more news, Yorkshire Square Brewery in Torrance is turning one years old um, for my local listeners uh, local meaning if you're in LA or the Torrens area um, on Saturday May 5th that's Cinco de Mayo uh, they'll be celebrating their birthday um, so you'll want to join them as they celebrate with two beer releases, a brand new spring cocktail, food trucks, a bottle release, Morris Dancers, the Kentucky Derby, and an LA Galaxy match. All of that is icing on their small one-year-old cake. And you guys, it's free admission. So if you want more details, you can go to Yorkshire Square Brewery on Instagram. And the link is in the bio for that, uh, that event. Congratulations, Yorkshire. I did have the pleasure of meeting them at a beer festival that I went to with Eric Davis of Devil's Canyon. And they had just gorgeous setup at the at the festival and then we we went to visit the brewery Yorkshire Square right after the festival and the owners were so gracious they they sat down with us they had a talk with us they told us which beers to get and that stuff is just great you guys if you can get um a brewery where the owners are there and coming out and meeting you and talking to you and just absolute gracious host it's that's one of my favorite things. And the craft beer community has and always has been just fantastic about that stuff. Um, let's see. What else have I got? So I do want to keep this a little bit shorter than I usually um, have in the past. My podcasts usually are about an hour long. Um I don't know. I think I'm going to demo this out and have maybe um, a shorter, maybe 30. This has been like 30 minutes. Um, I'm trying to make it easier for you guys to listen to other things or it may be a little overwhelming for you to listen to an hour and 30 minutes of me talking. So I think that's going to be it for today's episode. It's, uh, it's good to be back, and I do want to thank Jason Finley for the beer contribution. These were great beers, and I look forward, forward to having the other ones. Um, and, oh, while I'm at it, I want to give a shout-out to Aaron Ramson, who has a kick-ass blog called Brutality. It's uh, for CoachellaValleyWeekly.com. It's a physical entertainment paper out in Coachella Valley. I've been to Coachella Valley, and they have a Babe's Barbecue and Brew House. It's probably one of my most favorite spots for barbecue. If you're out there for Stagecoach or uh, Coachella, you have got to hit them up. Um, anyways, I think that's where I met Aaron is uh at babe's barbecue and brew house um but yeah they uh 
Coachella Valley Weekly went digital a few years ago, and Aaron has uh, Aaron's included some of my feedback on glitter beer and hazy IPAs on his most two recent blogs. So you can check out my feedback there if you go to CoachellaValleyWeekly.com under the food and tab food uh, column. I think it's food and beverage tab. Um, and the blog again is called Brutality, B-R-E-W-T-A-L-I-T-Y. Everyone listening, thank you so much for supporting, offering your feedback. I love you guys. Aaron, Jason, thank you so much for your support. Keep kicking ass, keep punching, do what you guys do best. And um, that brings me to the closing segment of Beer Kitten Radio, where I play one of my favorite songs from a local band. And I absolutely love this song. It's, um, it's one of my alarm clocks in the morning. I just saw them at the Troubadour two weeks ago. And this is from... West Hollywood, California. This is Pistol Beauty with Good Morning. Later, y'all. Yeah. 